Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Pure Nonsense. I am in a very good mood today. Again, probably has to do with the weather. I, ugh, I love the warm summer weather. I cannot explain it. Now, since I started baking and doing wedding cakes and stuff like that, uh, okay, my mom recently pointed out that in all of my sentences, I say, and all of that, or, and stuff like that, and things like that. It's something that instead of saying, um, um, like, like this, like that, I say, and all of that. So if that's something that you notice, it's fine. It's whatever. That is just one of my little, one of my little quirks. One of the many things that I do that can probably piss someone off, and that's okay. So I say and all of that a lot. But anyways, I'm in a very good mood. The weather's amazing. And what I was saying, I lost track. I was talking about wedding cakes ever since I started delivering those, and it's warm outside, like from spring all the way until Halloween. Ooh, that's another topic I want to talk about. Oh my god. All through that warm weather period, ever since delivering wedding cakes, it's not always the best. I'm not always in the best mood when it's hot outside, but if a cake isn't involved, 110% I am because I love it. I don't care if I sweat. I don't care if my legs stick to the car seat. It is okay. It is perfectly fine by me. I... mm, I would, it's not fantastic, right? But I would rather have that than freeze my butt off. And then with cakes, the frosting might melt. So that's when it's not that fun. But that's also okay. There's, there's ways around that. Ways around it. Just do what you got to do. It's going to be okay. So I'm in a great mood today. I hope you are as well. I hope you've had an amazing week. I hope work is going well. I hope life is going well. I just, I hope you're happy. I really do. I think there are so many things to be happy about, and today's episode, it, you know what, maybe I might talk about some things that piss me off. Maybe I'm going to go into a couple of topics where I'm like, I don't, this is annoying me. But today, I'm just going to go through a random list of some of my thoughts. I obviously have some episodes that are just my random thoughts. This is more of a, maybe like a little catch-up Maybe, you know, I'm going to talk about some things that are popular right now. Maybe I'm going to talk about some things that I've been noticing in my day-to-day life that I kind of just want to get off my chest, that I just want to talk about. And that's what's fun about having a podcast. And, okay, I've said this before. Obviously, the podcast market is probably like the most saturated market that could possibly exist. I just want to make sure everyone knows I am not putting myself on a pedestal. I do not think that I know everything, that I'm the best of the best because I ordered a microphone off Amazon and I like to make podcast episodes. Again, this is something I do in my free time. This is a fun little hobby for me. I think everyone should do it. It's so fun. It's like free therapy because therapy, you know, it's expensive. Um, But yeah. I think it's amazing, and sometimes when I'm recording an episode, I'm thinking in the back of my head as I'm recording, you know, does anyone care? Does any, does anyone care about this? Does anyone care about what I have to say on a topic? Probably not. Probably not a single 
soul on this earth actually cares what I have to say about anything. And it's okay as long as I realize that. I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, they're going to love this one. They are going to take everything I say. They're going to follow everything I do. Oh my God, they love me. No, not even close. I'm well aware of it. So, I don't know why I brought that up. I I had just been thinking about that this past week. I'm like, you know, is it weird that I have a podcast? Because I quite literally have nothing to go off of. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a popular person. I'm, you know, who gives a crap what I have to say about anything. But then I was like, you know what, Maggie? No, this is a fun hobby. This is something you enjoy doing. Who cares? Who cares? I've started to kind of develop that mentality of who cares? Who gives a crap? Who cares? I just, I could not, I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. So, I'm having fun with it. Did I explain what today's episode is about? I honestly don't know if I actually did. I think I did. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about random things, little updates, little things that I've been thinking about over the past week or so where I'm like, hmm, that might be a good topic to talk about, but it's not really a big enough topic to make a whole episode on it. So let's just put them all together, kind of like rapid fire, rapid fire. So all of that being said, this is already all over the place and I love it. And that's so fun. That's what makes this fun. So let's get into it. So I'm going to break the things that I have on my list down into little little categories. The first category is going to be shows and movies and things that I've been watching in my free time that I have opinions on. Number one, Queen Charlotte. Love it. Love it so much. I cannot wait for the next season of Bridgerton. So the fact that they did Queen Charlotte, I love it. I think it's an amazing concept. I think it is a perfect show. I can't even explain how much I love the Bridgerton sets and costumes and all of that. There, I did. I did it again. The all of that thing. But it, I think it's necessary at the end of all of my sentences, so I'm going to keep doing it. I love that show. I really do. Anything with the whole Victorian era situation going on, I am here for it. I am so here for it. There are some very cheesy movies that are set in that Victorian time where the actors, they're just, it's, it gives very much so theater kid. I'm not a theater kid person. Um, and by that, I mean, I'm not a fan of theater kids. I think they've got sticks up their asses, but that's a whole nother conversation. So sorry to offend you. If you were a theater kid, if you are one, good for you. Obviously, maybe that maybe it means I'm just jealous that I would never stand up on a stage in front of people. See, this is I'm digging myself into a hole because I have always said if I could pick one like if you could have your dream job and you could be guaranteed that you would succeed in it and you wouldn't have to worry about anything, what would that dream job be? I would want to be an actress. I think I would be great in a horror movie. Uh, maybe I would be good in a Victorian era show, but I don't really want to be naked on screen. So, there, there are a lot of butt cheeks. 
uh, in Victorian shows and movies. There really are. They cover, obviously, the, the main parts, you know. But there are a lot of butt cheeks in those things. It's, I'm here for it. It's fine. It's fine. I just don't know if I would want mine on the big screen. I would have to see, we would, I would have to read the script. <laughs> I would have to read the script. But I, I think that that would be my dream job to be an actress if it was guaranteed that I could succeed and that I would enjoy it. So me talking crap about theater kids, that's not cool on my part. Because in reality, if I could succeed at it, I would also want to do that. So I take back what I said about theater kids to an extent. Some of them are annoying, but guess what? People in every single occupation, people in every hobby, there's always going to be some annoying people. We could be talking about bank tellers or finance bros. Most finance bros are annoying, let's be honest. And there are going to be annoying people everywhere. So I take back what I said about theater kids because in reality, maybe I'm just a little bit jealous, but some of the Victorian era style shows are a bit cringy, but a lot of them are fantastic. And the other show that I love, I love, I finished it a while ago and I'm really upset that I finished it, but Outlander, oh my God, I love Outlander so much. That is such a perfect show from start to finish. I cannot express enough how much I love that show. But moving on from that style of TV, of binge-worthy series, those are really good binge-worthy series. Bridgerton, Outlander, Queen Charlotte, oh my god, do it. Watch them. I hope you love them. They're incredible. But from that kind of realm of TV, you then have, like, reality TV. For me, I do love a good trash TV show. I really do. It's so entertaining. It's so fun to pick sides when you have nothing to do with the drama that's going on and you can just watch it and make your opinions and just enjoy the reality TV. But I have realized... I feel like there are so many reality TV shows now, and it's so common that there are people in real life, because reality TV, it's not real. I understand it's in the name, but it's not actually real. We should all know that by now, right? It's not real. It's scripted. Things are cut and copied and pasted and put together to make people sound like they were saying something that they never actually said. Their outfits are all planned out, all the locations are planned out, all of that stuff. But I've realized that there are people in real life, like day-to-day, real-life, average citizens of wherever you live, that actually go about their lives in a way that could be a reality TV show. And I've started to kind of put two and two together when I'm... I'm a fan of Selling Sunset. I really like that show. I started watching it when I got COVID back in 2020. And there was like, I, there was nothing else that I really wanted to watch. I was like, mm, let's try this out. Watched all the seasons that they had at the time right on the couch. It was incredible. They have six seasons now, which is 
you know, it's telling that a lot of people watch this show. So I've been watching Selling Sunset. It's so dramatic. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. Every person on that show, it's just like, sit down, just shut up. Honestly, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Do I keep watching it? Yes. Why? Because trash TV is entertaining. We all know it. We all love it. It's entertaining. But then as I'm starting to watch some of these episodes, I'm like, um, there are people that do this in real life. There are people that actually act this way. And I'm gonna, coming up soon, I'm gonna be making an episode with my best friend, Brooke, and we're gonna be talking about, you know, some girl talk stuff, things like that. And I'll probably bring up this as a topic, maybe, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. The whole, if you have something to say, say it to my face. No. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I don't want you to do that to me. It's just a bit aggressive. It's a bit over the top. We're not in a soap opera. This isn't Selling Sunset, right? We're not on reality TV. I saw an Instagram reel that this guy posted and he said the same thing. He started it off with the whole, you know, if you have something to say, say it to my face mindset. And he was like, no, I please say it behind my back and please make sure I don't find out about it because I don't care. You shouldn't care. Just please leave me out of it. If you've got something to say, please don't say it to my face. <laughs> I don't want that. And I agree. It's so dramatic. I really feel like conversations or people that feel that every conversation, every thought, every opinion has to be talked about face-to-face or over the phone, schedule a FaceTime call, tell me all your feelings, I'll tell you all my feelings, we'll work it out. No, it's too much. I, in my personal opinion, that is just too much, unless this is someone that you're dating, right? If you're romantically involved with someone, yes, talk about it face-to-face, work it out, see, you know, talk about your feelings, that's perfectly fine. If it's a family member, 100%, they're going to be in your life for the rest of your life. Work it out. If this is a like a year-long friendship, no, I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm out. If things are things are bothering me, if things keep happening, I don't think everything needs to be a whole dramatic situation. You don't need to go into all the detail. You don't need to point fingers and call people out. You, you just, just please don't, please don't. It's, it's too much. If you have something to say, say it to my face. No, I, I, it's so unnecessary. Have the time. It causes more issues. It gets people mad. And this is coming from a girl. Girls are mean. Girls are so mean. So half the time, if you're dealing with like a group of girls, don't, Don't have the whole say it to my face conversation. Don't schedule phone calls or go to a restaurant to talk about it in person. Please just let it be. Just if you need to get out of a situation, you know, let them know, hey, I would like out of this situation, please. I'm going to go do my thing. You do your thing. All is well, but you know what? I'm, I'm out. Thank you so much for your time. Goodbye that's fine. Get out of the situation if you need to get out of the situation. But other than that, just please, just please stop. My God. 
that was a whole rant, but that was about reality TV because I swear watching things like Selling Sunset, as you get older, as you start to know more people throughout your life, because you meet new people all the time, so as you get older, you're going to meet more and more people. That makes sense. I've started to connect some dots. I'm like, why... Like, this is reality TV. This is scripted. These clips are cut and pasted together. Everyone's told what they should say and what they should do. But So why are there people in real life that act this way? It's so crazy. It's so over the top. It's so dramatic. I feel, you know what? I love trash TV. I've been saying that. I think it's fantastic. But some people take it too literally. Please sit down. It's not that serious. Don't call... You know, just please stop. My God. It's, it, no. And I love the real, the, the guy saying, please talk about my, please talk about me behind my back. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Just don't say it to my face. Please talk behind my back. 100% agreed with it. And I looked at the comments and I was like, oh, thank God other people agree with this. Because it's true. There are some things that don't need to be talked about. It'll just make it worse. So just there's some things you just don't need to bring up. That was another thing on my list, a little random thing. We're going to go away from TV and from drama, completely unnecessary. We're going to go completely away from that. I talked about how this weather has been making me so happy. One of the reasons is because I personally love, love going out to eat. I love going to a restaurant. I really do. And when the weather gets nice, And you can go to a restaurant that has cute outdoor seating. I love cute outdoor seating. Anything cute, I want it. I want that. That's one of those things that I like to romanticize in my life. I will choose a restaurant based on their outdoor seating before I choose it based on their food. Now, if it's, you know, if we're talking like a seafood place with outdoor seating or an Italian place that maybe I'd have to sit inside. I'm going to pick the Italian place. I'm not a seafood person. I'm not. It's one of my New Year's resolutions to be a little bit better with seafood to try and kind of get out of my comfort zone with that. But I can tell you right now, I will not be eating shrimp cocktail. Scares me. I don't, the texture of that style shrimp nauseates me just thinking about it. It honestly does. So I'm not going to go that far with it, but I'm going to start with a little fish and chips moment because I think, isn't fish and chips like cod, maybe sometimes, is it flounder sometimes? Not exactly sure, but I've heard it's a very mild fish to order at a restaurant. So next time I go to the beach and I'm at a cute beachy restaurant, I think I might order fish and chips. Oh, but with the patios, and that goes with beach restaurants too, God, sitting outside at a restaurant, on the water, maybe you're near a marina at the beach, maybe you're on the sound side, maybe it's a beachfront restaurant and you're getting a little fancy and you're a little sun-kissed, you've got your sundress on, you just took a shower to get ready for dinner and you're sitting there, the sun's going down, Ugh! I love that so much. And it doesn't have to be at the beach. I do not live at the beach. I'm a few hours away from the beach. I still have fun sitting at patios in the city, in the suburbs. So much fun. 
with a cute little drink. Oh, anything cute. I'm telling you, I want anything cute. A cute little dress, cute little drink on a cute patio, cute restaurant. Count me in. Count me in for the love of God. I love that so much. With the cute little drink situation that I'm talking about, what the hell is up with Aperol spritzes? I don't get it. I thought that when I saw pictures of everyone with an Aperol spritz and you see them on Pinterest and they're always at the top of the menu now at restaurants, especially with the weather getting warm, they look so cute. They look fruity. They look delicious. They're not. I can tell you that much. I, To be fair, I've ordered one at one restaurant. Maybe it wasn't the best. I don't, I have zero comparison. I should probably try it at other places, but that's the problem, right? When you know what you like and then you go out, whether it's food, drink, whatever, you go out, you know what you like, you know what you would enjoy, but you get in your head about it. You're like, mm, I don't want to do the same thing. I want to, I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to switch it up. And then you do and you spend your money on it and then it sucks, That is the worst feeling ever. I'm going to actually write something else on my list right now once I'm done talking about Aperol spritzes because that's another thing that I wanted to talk about paying for something and it turns out to be awful. But with the Aperol spritz, maybe I haven't had a good one. If there's a specific restaurant that has amazing Aperol spritzes, please let me know. I would love to try a really good one because the one I had... You know, it's in that awesome glass. You've got the cute straw. It's like an orangey red color. A really inviting looking beverage. I drank it. Of course, I finished it because, again, it's like freaking $15. So I finished it. But drinking it, I was like, this has no flavor other than alcohol. I don't. And maybe that makes me a little wimp. Okay, maybe I am a little wimp when it comes to my drinks. You know what? Not maybe. 100,000%. I am a wimp when it comes to alcohol. No doubt about it. I I agree with you if that's your viewpoint on me. I 100% agree. I don't love shots. I hate tequila. I max out at two to three alcoholic beverages if I go out for the night can't do any more than that. I, you know what? I'm a wimp. I get it. I'm a lightweight. But I'm sorry. I like my drinks to have flavor. If I order something that looks like a fruity little beverage, I want it to be a fruity little beverage. I want it to taste like I'm drinking the sunset. Like I am, you know, getting all my favorite candies, all my favorite fruits blended into one lovely beverage in a cute glass with some ice. That is what I expected with the Aperol Spritz. It was not that. Uh, Maybe that's my fault. And that's another thing. If there's a description of a drink on a menu, it goes right over my head. I have no idea what uh, descriptions of alcohol even mean. If you handed me a wine list, I would not have a clue what to do with that thing. I don't get it. Whenever 
I've received a beverage and someone's explaining to me the, you know, I don't know, the different elements that go into it, I guess. Kind of the ingredients, yes, to let me know what alcohol it is, but when they're describing the flavor, it it sounds like bullshit. I swear they make that stuff up because I'll taste it and I'm like, yep, that's white wine. Thank you. Literally, how does that have any hint of lilac in it? What is that? What are you talking about? I don't get drinks. Uh, they, I, I get them at rest. I order them. Yes. But the descriptions, I don't understand it. And of course, the people that do understand it, you know, people that are like really drink savvy, they know their wines, they know what goes into every single drink, every single drink that's ever been made. Those people will let you know that they know that. That That's one of those personality traits that people love to have and then they don't shut up about it, which understandably so, if you know your wines, kudos because that is, that is a skill that I don't think I will ever possess. I, it, I don't know my beers. You explain the flavor of a beer. Okay. I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm just going to have to taste it. And that's the problem because once I've ordered it, there goes my money. So if I don't like it, I still have to taste it. I also don't like vodka sodas. That's one of those things. It's it's just you're drinking straight, rubbing alcohol. I need it to have sugar and flavor. Oh my gosh, my friend Lauren gets this drink. It's, what is it? It's like pineapple juice. Okay, I think it's pineapple juice, Malibu, and then grenadine. So good. So, I love that drink. She introduced me to that drink. I absolutely love it. I love amaretto sours. I love sangria. Uh, There was this drink. It was called like Jamaican rum punch. So delicious. Anything fruity, I love it. Count me in. I've been talking way too much about fruity drinks and Aperol spritzes. So, let's move on. I wanted to talk about buying a drink or buying something and it turns out to be bad. For me, I I feel like I used to agree with the whole mindset of don't go out and buy a coffee. Save that money and invest it. I completely disagree with it now um, because I have come to appreciate and understand the importance on your overall happiness of going to a coffee shop and just getting an iced coffee. You don't have to get a whole meal. It, do, it doesn't have to be a big purchase. I'm talking $5. You go and get your iced coffee. That is such a fun activity. That will make my day 10 times better right at the start. No doubt about it. But it will also make my day 10 times worse if I go all the way to the coffee shop, spend my money, and then the coffee turns out to be crap. I got a coffee the other day. I was pissed. I was so excited to go get it. I had planned it the night before. I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I deserve a little treat. So I'm going to treat myself tomorrow. Go to the coffee shop. Order my regular order. Literally just coffee with almond milk. Iced. 
That's what I like. They handed me the cup. Already, all of the ice had pretty much melted. And this was a time where our refrigerator was broken and our ice machine was not working and we didn't have any ice trays. So you would think, oh, well, you can just take it home and put some extra ice in it. It's not that big of a deal, Maggie. You know what? It was because I, I didn't have access to ice at the time. And that's that's kind of like the situation where when you have allergies or your allergies are acting up and you suddenly cannot breathe out of your nose anymore and then you start thinking about all the times where you could breathe out of your nose and you really took it for granted and now you're upset, blah, blah, blah. That's how I felt with ice. I appreciate ice so much. It's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing product, ice. What, what a treat. But yeah, ordered my coffee there. The ice was gone already. So, and that's the thing. Cold coffee without ice, disgusting. But put some ice in it, better than anything else in the world. I don't get it. It's something in my brain. We all do it. Our brains trick us into thinking that I uh, like a like a coffee that's cold but doesn't have ice in it. Nasty. It's old coffee. Throw it away. But oh wait, you want you are you gonna put ice cubes in it? Okay, well then it's the best thing that's ever been invented. So annoying. But that that's another one of my thoughts. Uh, let's see. Let me look at my list to see what's next. Okay, okay, this, I feel like this kind of goes along with it. Tipping culture. The damn iPad that starts, starts, guys, starts at 20%. And then 22%, 25%. Oh, or do you want to leave a custom tip? Oh, my God. No. It's ridiculous. Have I worked a job where I had to flip an iPad around to someone and they would tip me and then I would actually be very happy because it was a good tip? 100%. 100%. So I understand the excitement of getting that tip. But I feel like tips are for the, like going above and beyond. You know, the tip doesn't go to the chefs in the back. The tip doesn't go to, you know, it just, it really, let me, I'm getting pissed off. I can't even put my words together. But okay, if you, okay, it, it's so annoying. If you're at a really nice hotel and someone brings all of your bags up to your door for you, 100% tip them, 100%. If someone if you're at a restaurant and there are waiters and waitresses bringing your food and your drinks to your table, 100% tip them, of course. I'm talking about the tipping with the damn iPad. Because if they're asking for a tip on an iPad, guess what? That means they, they're not even moving. They're just standing there flipping the iPad around. When we're talking about waiters and waitresses and then those above and beyond services, like I said, someone bringing all your bags to your door at the hotel or bringing you drinks by the pool at the hotel or parking your car at the restaurant. Those, those are absolutely like they are doing something and then you tip them in cash most likely. But if someone has the ability to just flip an iPad around in your face, 
then they have they are clearly just standing there. What have they done so far that you need to tip at least 20% to where the option doesn't even give you like you can obviously click no tip, but then you feel like an asshole. I feel like an asshole when I do that. So I I feel bad and then I'm like, "Okay, fine, 20% because that's the lowest option you're giving me." But for example, I I think I've said before, I do not like Jubala. Jubala coffee, not a fan. Their food's great. Their coffee sucks. Sucks. But, and it, you know, it's a cute atmosphere. It's it's a 50-50 for me. I'll, st- I'll, maybe I'll have to go more to really form my opinion on it. But I went, got an iced coffee. Again, just black coffee, almond milk. That's my regular order. I go in, I order it. The iPad flips around in my face. I tip because I'm like, you know what? If I don't tip, are they going to spit in my drink? And then I started to think, wait a minute. Why am I being asked to tip before anything has been done? The only thing this person has done is type in my coffee order to the iPad, which from experience, again, I had a job where the orders and the tipping, it was all done on an iPad. It's not difficult. It is not difficult at all. Why am I being asked to tip before anything's been done? But I do it anyways because I'm like, well, once he flips the iPad back around, he's going to see whether or not I tipped. And from there, he is then going to make my coffee. So what if he spits in it? Because I didn't tip. That scares me. I'm just going to tip. So I did. Then he calls my name. I go up to grab my coffee. As he's handing it to me, he goes, oh, wait. You wanted almond milk, right? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. Thank you. And he goes, oh, okay. And he like pours out a little bit of the coffee and then puts almond milk in it because he forgot to do that and then hands it to me. And I'm thinking like, see, why did I have to tip before anything happened, because I would not have tipped on this. I'm so sorry. People might be really offended by that. Again, restaurants where people are taking your order at your table, they're bringing you the food, they're refilling your water, they're bringing you a cider ranch. 110%, I will tip very well every single time I go to a restaurant. I always do. And then if it's like one of those services, I've never stayed at a hotel where they bring your stuff to your room or they get, they give you drinks by the pool. I've never been to one of those hotels, but if I were to go to one, I would tip in that situation as well. It's just the whole, I feel like it's coffee shops. It's, it's swear to God, it really, really annoys me. Another thing that annoys me, I honestly feel that by the age, by retirement age, Everyone should be retested for their driver's license. The written test, the eye exam test, and then the physical driving test. If you have to be old enough in the first place to get your license, then I think there should be a certain cutoff after the fact of, okay, this person is, you know, maybe a little too old to even go to work at this point. We should probably make sure they're safe to be on the road. Because they're, oh, I feel like all of my road rage incidents lately, I do have road rage, by the way, if you didn't know that. I don't like it about myself, but I do because some people are so dumb that I can't help it. Do I 
you know, may, you, half the time they probably don't know I'm mad at them. I'm not like laying on my horn constantly, but I'm screaming to them in my car. They can't hear me, so it's not like I'm involving them or hurting their feelings. I'm just keeping it to myself, right? Again, not saying it to your face. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to talk about it later. You will never know. That's my way of doing things. So, with road rage, every instance that I've had road rage recently, it's always been an old person. And then, of course, when you pass them and you see that they're like 80 years old, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, but come on. Learn to drive or get off the road. Steady on the road. You know? Oh, this woman today, I think it was a woman. Maybe it was a man. So sorry to generalize. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but I'm pretty sure it was an elderly woman. She did not know how to merge on a highway. I'm on the highway. I am in my lane. And yes, it's ideal to not be in the right lane as you're driving on the highway for people that are merging. But my exit was literally the next exit. And it was so close to where this this on-ramp was. Like, it was right there. It wasn't another mile down the road. It was right there. So, I needed to be in that lane. This woman starts just, like, kind of going into the lane, but then going back into her lane. Kind of going into my lane, going back in her lane. I honk on the horn, and I'm waving my hand, like, go, go, my God, speed up. Speed. If you don't know how to merge, please retake your driver's test. Either you have to speed up to get in front of the people that are already driving on the road, or you have to slow down to get behind them. But if you are matching their speed to where if you do get in front of them, they're going to have to slam on their brakes, screw you. Hate it so much. Learn how to merge. Learn how to drive. I really feel that driver's test should be reinstated once you are, I don't know, 75 years old. Is that retirement age? 70, 75, something like that. Be- it's so unsafe. It is so unsafe to go really slow on a highway as well. There was another elderly woman. This was a few weeks ago. I was driving home at night. I was coming up on my exit, so I needed to get in the right lane. So I got in the right lane and I come up on this car. Speed limit on this highway, 70, 70 miles an hour. This woman, I shit you not, was going 45 miles an hour. Granted, she was in the right lane, but I've also got a line of people behind me that need to take this exit as well. We're not at the exit yet, okay? We're just coming up on it. This lane will eventually veer off into that exit. That's why I went in it. She's going 45, so I flash my lights at her. Nothing happens. I honk nothing happens. Flash my lights again, nothing happens. So, I go around her, realize it's an elderly woman. I get in front of her. I go about my business. I look in my rearview mirror. She's still going 45 miles an hour when I'm already at the exit and there's a whole line of cars behind her and this truck behind her is flashing their lights. That person ends up swerving around her and it's, it's so dangerous. You might think, oh, well, 
She doesn't want to go that fast. It scares her. You know, she's older. It's, it's not, it makes her feel uneasy. Well, then guess what? You should not be on the road. That could literally kill someone for not knowing the rules of the road, number one, not going the speed limit, whether it's too fast, too slow. It, it is so dangerous. And I feel, that's why I have road rage because there are some people, oh, when you're at a four-way intersection and they're all stop signs on all four parts, maybe you're like at an entrance to a neighborhood or something, and there's a car at each little four-way stop. And no one knows how to work a four-way intersection with stop signs. Whoever got there first goes. Then the second person goes. Whoever got there third goes. And then whoever got there last, now it's your turn. People just sit there. And then someone honks. And then everyone inches up a little bit. And then they slam on their brakes. And they're like, oh, no, you go ahead. You go. You go ahead. Someone go. Or I am going to lose my shit. I... You know, and I'm not a perfect driver. If if my there my if my boyfriend were listening to this, there was one instance where I was at a red light. And here I'm just, I'm going to even this out cuz I'm talking crap about people that don't know how to drive. There are plenty of things that I've done where it's like what the hell. I was at a red light. It was nighttime. I did not have my glasses. I do need glasses at night when I'm driving. Otherwise, everything's blurry and I can't read road signs or anything like that. So it's night. I'm driving. My boyfriend's in the passenger seat. We're in my car. We're at a red light. For some reason, I just went. I hit the gas. Why? I don't know. Two seconds later, I it clicks in my head. Oh my God, the light is not green. I need to stop. So I slam on the brakes At this point, I'm in the middle of the intersection, and it's not as serious. It is serious, but it's not as bad as you think, because it wasn't like a four-way intersection where someone would have, like, slammed into my side. It, there was a wall on my side, like a dead end, and then people doing, like, a, a left turn at the other light. So I wouldn't have gotten hit, but still, it's a red light. That's kind of scary. And so I slam on my brakes. I'm in the middle of the intersection. The car behind me has already inched its way up, so I can't back up now. So I just have to sit there. I'm embarrassed. My boyfriend is like, what the hell? What just happened? What is going on? I start crying right there in my car in the middle of the intersection. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't do this. And I just start sobbing. And he's like, you know what? pull the car over when this light turns green. You're getting out. I'm driving. You're going to sit in the passenger seat. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't, I had a, I had a little minty bee in my car in the middle of that intersection, had a mental breakdown that I don't know. So, hey, I've done it too. I do dumb things too. I, again, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect nobody's perfect. We all know it. But still, I do get road rage because there are some people that it's just like, oh my god. It, come on. Come on. You've got to understand. There are some annoying people. And my last thing on my list, I've been seeing so many videos of it. I don't know why. I do know why. It's because it's exactly six months until this time of year. But Halloween, 
I've been seeing so many videos of people putting together little clips of like, you know, their cozy bedroom with all the trees having orange and yellow leaves outside and they're wearing their fuzzy socks and they've got a little sweater on and they open up their laptop and start watching a a Halloween movie. They've got their little probably pumpkin spice latte. They're lighting a candle. Oh my god, I've been seeing so many videos of that. Summer is my absolute favorite time, no doubt about it. Summer is the best time of the year for me. I absolutely love summer more than any other time except for Halloween. I cannot explain the excitement I get in my body when Halloween comes around every year. Oh my god. It is... I... Oh! People that don't like Halloween or people that don't understand the hype about Halloween, get out. Please just show yourself to the door. Get out because Halloween is the best. I have nothing else to say other than I love Halloween. All the videos I've been seeing of it, the cute little aesthetic clips. I'm so excited. I am so excited. But yeah, that finishes out my list. Very random, I know. Uh, all over the place, very all over the place. Some things maybe a little unhinged for me to say, but that's okay. That's what the podcast is about. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I do. I hope that you are having an amazing day, an amazing week. I hope that this was entertaining. These are just some things that have been going through my head. You know, the tipping culture, road rage, Halloween, different shows and movies on Netflix. Uh, patio season patio season it's here and i'm so excited about it i cannot wait to sit on a patio with a cute little drink oh my god i love it but i hope you're doing amazing and i will see you for another episode of pure nonsense next week bye